Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the 2022 AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals with my co-host directly below me here on the Zoom from Los Angeles, home of the 2022 NFC champion Los Angeles Rams, Joey Nochoprano. Hello, Andy. And I'm just going to bring him right on because he is looking so good tonight. Coming to us live from Scottsdale, Arizona, the one and only Randy Ruther. <laughs> everybody's everybody's got their gear dialed in. Randy's going full Joe Burr. Uh, Ruther has once again found himself a Rams fan. I threw on I threw on the L.A. hat with a B for NFC championship game MVP Odell Beckham. And the only the only decor, the only, uh, you know, outfit we're missing is where's the L chain? <laughs> I wear the L chain. I thought I, mean, I, feel, like, I feel like you got to run. I feel like this L chain is, is for you. I mean, look at Randy's chain. He's out dripping you. You're you. You just. Randy, you just Andy Ruther cursed the Bengals to the Super Bowl. This this curse is out of control. <laughs> this right. the, the, L I mean, chains this, on. This curse is ridiculous. I mean, at this point, you have to get on cameo. I want to spend money on cameo to get you to say some things. Yeah. Well, it definitely went next level yesterday. When the Chiefs took that lead and literally looked unstoppable. You started texting your friends, didn't you? You're like, this is it. Did we, did I freeze or did you guys freeze? I'm good. I hear you. Is Ruther frozen for you? It's too cold in here. It's too cold. Burr. <laughs> Look at the the Ruther curse got Ruther's space. This is the podcast we all wanted, just me and you, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I sometimes when this happens to Andy, I can't tell if it's uh if it's you know that that face freezing thing he had once before, Bell's palsy, or if his internet just went out. He said his Zoom just closed. Oh man. Well, we're here, Justin. So. Oh, uh, recording you're, you're stopped. The host now. <laughs> I think Andy. Took should, over. I think Andy should be able to return. But in the meantime, before we get into even like the game and how the game went, while we wait for the original Ruther to uh, join the rejoin the show, where did you watch the game? Uh, at the house. We are one and zero. When I yeah, dude, I knew I was going to be pacing and stuff the whole game. I was like. I'm not going to go to my local B-dubs and watch it there. And 
Welcome Andy back, Ruther. host. Andy Ruther has returned. What the hell? You got <laughs> Ruther cursed. I thought you, I thought your Bell's palsy came back for a minute. Your face was just locked up. Dude, I just got a thing. You know, Apple just sends a thing. Zoom.us quit unexpectedly. Oh, boy. You know, the, you know how they'll, they'll send you that thing? The Andy Ruther curse has taken over your computer. Holy Dude. shit. Joe Burr froze everything. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys continued the show. I feel like I missed I missed a lot. Uh, we, no, we literally just I, I literally just said before we even get into the actual X's and O's of the game and everything, I just asked randy where he watched the game he said he watched it at home now you uh did you drink for that were you like drink it or were you, were you, were you like locked in i was wasted wasted okay good. <laughs> <laughs> that's smart i mean did you see that first half <laughs> yeah so all right let's do it what what were your feelings to start the game when you guys got down three straight drives no scores how desperate were you did you think it was over dude yeah. Um, but in the back of my head, I was like, hey, we we held them to three points the first time we met them in the second half. Like the defense could do it, but it, dude, no one wants to be down that much. Like, I'm silly if I'm not the game Mahomes was having in the first half. Like, you know, I hate the narrative that Mahomes lost it more than the Bengals won it, but what a meltdown he had in that second half. Like, if he would have played that. The, that first half the way in the second half, like it's over. Like their, well, their starters are sitting. I've already seen some, some reports, some breakdowns. I was on the flight, so I couldn't really dive into them, but I saw some breakdowns of the actual X's and O's. And it's essentially Cincinnati played one type of defense in the first half and an entirely different type of defense in the second right. half, whether that was like some, you know, Rocky strategy or something like that, or a great halftime adjustment by the absolute best coaching performance of the weekend in Zach Taylor, <laughs> uh, or or their defensive coordinator because Taylor literally doesn't touch the defense. But go, but go on. Sure, he's <laughs> he's still the head coach of the football team. But but go on. Yeah, I mean, we're not. We're no one's arguing that that wasn't the that he didn't have the single best coaching. I mean, the other coaches, we talk about good coaches and bad coaches on the show. Every other coach this weekend had reckless, terrible, thoughtless, stupid, insane decisions. And meanwhile, you know, I was talking about their, the Cincinnati coaching situation yesterday. I mean, I didn't really have a strong opinion on it either way. Like from the beginning, obviously you've been, you know, not a fan of the hire, but a another thing that was brought up during the game is they're the least penalized team in the league. That's coaching. The dude well, had the best coaching performance of the weekend of championship weekend by, by a million miles. The other, the, a distant tie for second. Well, this isn't me being a hater. Again, he doesn't do anything with like, the change in the second half, which so that the Chiefs combined 49 first half points in the two games, six combined in the second half. So Lou, Lou, how's his name pronounced, Justin? Anaramo? Yeah, Anaramo. Anaramo, whatever. He, he's, he did a great job. And they obviously changed things. And I'm not saying that the other coaches – did well they didn't do well i i i've in fact i texted my brother 
Swear to God, I texted my brother when they decided to not kick a field goal. I said, this whole game will change. Because I knew it. Because the Bengals are a good second-half team. You have Joe Burrow. Momentum is real. Momentum is real. And I know we have analytics people, but it is fucking real. And I pose this because I, I think it's a legit point. To me, psychologically, as a player, as a fan, as a coach, whatever, I don't think there's a big, big, that big of a difference of being up 18 versus being up 14. But I do think psychologically, there is a big difference between being up 14 and 11. Because one is two touchdowns. In your head, you're like, yeah. that's two touchdowns. One's only 11. So them opting to get risky and take a chance. I, you know, that's not what lost them the game because obviously the Bengals earned it fair and square in the second half. But to me, that's the beginning of the end, that coaching decision by Andy Reid. And he didn't have a timeout because he burned one right away over a clear first down run that he called a timeout yeah. and then challenged. And, and honestly, that I think the biggest fail with that decision was letting Mahomes make that decision for you. He wanted to send the kicking unit out and then Mahomes apparently waved them off and it ends up being Mahomes decision, which listen, we are, I've talked about it with LeBron. I mean, obviously it's a different thing. LeBron uh, is a incredible like coach on the floor, but like we've talked about LeBron, the GM and it's like, listen, Patrick Mahomes has been awesome. He's had the best start of a career for any quarterback ever, but like, at some point, you know, you have to be like, I have this out there. Like, I'm not going to let my quarterback change my mind. Also, right. as far as decision making goes, he's still got his girlfriend and his brother out there. So, like, I wouldn't I would start questioning some of his decisions as opposed to letting him make more decisions. Man, I'll be honest. I was getting furious and. Look, the Chiefs outplayed the Bengals in the first half. Like, I'm not I – w- I won't take anything away from that. But two blatant pass interference and one pass interference and one holding in the end zone that the refs didn't give the Bengals. And then they give the Chiefs one, like, down in the Chiefs end zone. Like, I was just like, man, going in, like, with maybe even three more points would have been something for the morale and that kind of – that had me worked up a little bit. Well, they were. It was. It was clear to start the game that they were going to let him play. Yeah. There were. There was a late hit out of bounds. I think that you guys had, and they didn't. Yeah. They didn't yeah, penalize yeah. you guys. It. It seemed to me that like the refs or the NFL is probably telling these refs, "Hey, let's factor into these games as little as we possibly can because people are starting to lose their fucking minds." Was and, there a part of the horse collar that Kelsey didn't grab on that Von Bell tackle? Yeah. <laughs> I was like. All right. Yeah, that was pretty blatant. <laughs> well, my look, I want to say this about the Bengals. Because everyone, obviously, Burrow is the real deal. But, but I think, and I think not enough people are talking about this. I think he's actually had, like, uh, he's had a good postseason, but he hasn't had, in it, he hasn't played as well in the postseason as he did the last, like, four games where he was just right. lights out. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about this. To me, they win these games. Like, he's a part of it. It's a team. It's their defense and their kicker. Yeah. Like, their kicker 12 of 12. Their defense has seven turnovers in three games. Seven in three games. But they're also scoring 30 points to win football games. And they're... But not in the playoffs. 
Well, you know, I mean, it's it's not like this, it's not like it was a 10-7 football game. You know what I mean? I'm just saying when you like, and, create... and and Burrow, I mean, you got the guy was incredible at uh, scrambling, getting sure. first downs with his legs. No, like, I'm not taking anything away from Burrow. I'm just saying when your defense creates seven turnovers in three games, I think Andy, the thing is right now is like you're absolutely right. It is a team game and I think almost every aspect of this team deserves the credit. I mean, one sack their offensive line one sack sure. i mean at burrows you know scrambling the one sack the defense plays well the best coaching you know performance of the weekend obviously joe burrow is still doing joe burrow things big big games out of you know most of their receiving core big game uh big plays out of mixin uh big touchdown for the other dude like you're absolutely right it is a team game but like I dare I say it, that comes all the way back around to you, Andy, because we can't let you off the hook here. This Zach Taylor is a good football coach. I mean, I think he, I think the play calling was atrocious yesterday. And this is me being a hater. Romo said it all game, and I don't want to agree with Romo. If you look, the first down runs were absolutely terrible. How many times did Romo say that? They, they netted, what was the stat I saw? With the first down runs, they had like a total of 56 yards, and one of that was a 23 yard run. But you, but it's, it's why, why are you not letting, dude, Joe Burrow is the because that's game. a counterintelligence. You're worried about their offensive line. And if you're passing every down, then the defense can pin their ears back and go after the quarterback. I thought the play calling was terrible, personally. I thought when, when, and Romo said this after the, or the Chargers. And the Niners loss, he changed the play calling. Callahan and Taylor changed the play calling to let Burrow cook, steal one from the Russ. Just let him let him let it rip. And the Bengals went on a tear. I, I thought they played too conservatively. And and he, they, and he got and he got sacked nine times last week. You thought the play calling was fine? I mean, listen, I think the play calling in a game where you're down 21, three to, to have a, you know, 18 point comeback win this game at the end. I mean, you could, you can question a lot of things, but I mean, I thought the coach before I mean, Tony Romo, Tony Romo's talking about, let them score at the end. That's what Tony Romo's doing. Tony Romo's like, let him get in the end zone. That's why, that's why I said, I'm not saying I necessarily, I don't like to agree with Romo. I mean, what, what do you think? Randy Ruther. I thought I thought the play calling was one of the reasons they got behind 21 to 3. I didn't like I didn't like the in the first couple possessions the the looks, the screens to the tight ends and st- like Burroughs just trying to like pocket these needle passes for like six yards. I'm like, what do I don't know? I I I can't say anything because last week I sat on here and said Piron should be cut. And then he must have heard me and went out and had maybe the play of the game. Like that play was when all the momentum came back to us. And Randy was sitting here last week saying he's useless and serves no purpose on this team. So, I, I mean, I'm, I don't even know what's going on. The Bengals are in the Super Bowl. I have no clue what's going on anymore. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys had – it was give and take for the former Giants on your team. Eli Apple came out yeah. after all his tweeting and almost fucking lost you guys your – Super Bowl opportunity and just in the first quarter alone that guy was getting toasted then of yeah. course you get our former draft pick BJ Hill with the play of the weekend yeah unreal 
I, I said it yesterday. Price. I was watching the game with a bunch of a couple dirt balls, a couple Canadian dirt balls. Shout out to Big T Dobbs and uh, Malcolm McPlow, uh, who I was up there with. And uh, after the game, I said every 10 minutes, like clockwork, like I had an alarm on my iPhone going off. I was like, I can't believe the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Every yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. My phone was like a vibrator yesterday. Like it just would not. It was like comedians I haven't heard from in years. All of a sudden are like texting me like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Like You think I, I played in that game or something. <laughs> I had to put my phone upstairs. Yeah, this is important. What's the feedback? For, like, what, what's the financial damage here? And what's like, what's going on? I mean, I saw Yoshi is roasting you on Instagram. I just saw that before the show. Yeah. And, you know, Yoshi's pronunciation of of our guest's name is pretty much how we're going to have to refer to you from here on out. Landy Luther, because you are taking <laughs> L's all over the place. <laughs> the uh, Tiger King meme. Shout out to whatever dirtball made that Tiger King meme. That, that was, was funny. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was a great Reddit post. I didn't lose any money yesterday. Okay, so you have your next financial blow would be on a Super Bowl win. Yeah, it'd be a thousand dollars on a Super Bowl win. And my brother would also be out a thousand. My brother texted me, he just wrote, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> and I said, It is. It's happening. Now, I, I, well, I put maybe it up to my brother. Can, maybe you guys can take a loan from my nephew. If the Bengals win the Super Bowl, he's $2,000 richer. Me I told too. my brother, I, you know, I said, We can hedge our bets. We can bet on the Bengals and hedge them to only lose like 500. Oh, but, oh my God. Did you just hear that, Randy? Can you imagine? Can but, you imagine your 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 dance ending when Ruther hedges his bet and bets on the but well, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna take it like a man if the Bengals win the Super Bowl. I I do want to play some can I play some calls real quick? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh real quick to answer your question about my the problem with so many people think I'm a Bengals fan because I'm from here. So the amount of text I got from people who aren't aware of the situation, which then is a whole thing. <laughs> but congrats. And I just wrote, I fucking, I hate their owner. And people were like, okay, cool. Like, I, I don't know what to do with this. So he, before you play the call, he, I, I knew you would love seeing this. When they handed him that ball yesterday, he didn't even seem excited. He was like, Dude. yeah, this is great for Cincinnati. And you got Zach just smiling ear to ear. Joey B's just, looking cool as can be but he's just sitting there like yeah this is good like romo complimenting him during the broadcast was one of the funniest things i've ever heard that was hilarious <laughs> although listen if it you know if it's working maybe maybe what my team needs is less scouts not <laughs> no more free water maybe or ryan dable's got to get in there and be like br practice. it's a bring your own water team <laughs> from now on you're all practicing outside all the time you know where they've been practicing? I didn't realize this. If you, oh, you want water? How about a cup of chili? That's from now, that is from <laughs> here on out going to be every coach's strategy. So they've been practicing because they have such a lack of facilities. They've been practicing in the stadium. Oh my. Yeah. So my buddy, my buddy told me that when he came over yesterday, he goes, you know where they've been practicing? I go, he goes, no, I, I drove by there. He's like, they're practicing in the stadium. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, they're the only NFL team that doesn't have a separate area that they can just go practice in a full stadium in. So anyway, it doesn't matter because 
at this point I'm learning. And, and that's what I said all along. I said, it's basically Joe Burrow versus Mike Brown. And right now Joe Burrow is getting all the W's and I'm taking all the L's on the Mike Brown side, but we got to play a couple calls. Let's hear them. Oh God. You know, when I had to reconnect, hold on. I got, I got to set to you guys. Let, let me, I got to reset it up. My bad when I was disconnected. All right, let's try this again. The Ruther curse is real. Okay. That, that's just, that's just a quick hitter. Then we have, we have one from, from Tyler from Arizona. I think this is him. Let me see. Sorry, I got to go through all these calls. Careful this is a, my cousin. What's that? Be careful what you say about my cousin. Is he your cousin? Tyler. Oh, that's right. Um, where is it? Sorry, we have so many. All right, I think this is it. Hey, what's going on, John? Andy, Tyler from Arizona. Uh, it's been a really long time since I've called in, but, you know, I, after this past weekend of football, I just felt like I needed to. Um, I just think it's incredible, after listening to Dirty Sports for all these years, that the Super Bowl this year is Andy's old team, the Bengals, versus Andy's new team, the Rams. Uh, I don't know if I'm the only one that feels this way, but, Andy, I feel like this Super Bowl is fighting for your fandom. Uh you know, I know down deep in your heart, you've got to be a Bengals fan still. I know how it is when you grow up with your dad who loves the team and you fall in love with that team too. But I really feel like the Super Bowl is fighting for your fandom. Um, all right, guys, so I wanted to say I uh, love you boys. Keep doing your thing and stay dirty. Now, we have to talk about the, the like, secondary layer. There's so many layers to the Ruther curse. It's like an onion that you just keep peeling away. How about the fact you abandon the Bengals and turn around their franchise? We've covered that at length at this point. You deem their coach clueless. He's now he's now running like a he's just on a streak of great decisions ever since then. Now we have Andy Ruther, the L.A. Rams fan living in Venice, wearing his, you know, Rams shirt to the beach. He leaves L.A. on his way out. He buys season tickets to the Chargers, and the Rams are like, oh, really? Fuck you, dude. We're playing your <laughs> other team in the Super Bowl. I think I feel like this is I feel like this is the battle of two teams Andy abandoned. Well, the Chargers. Not, not to mention you were like, I, I don't even know if the Rams are going to be a franchise by the end of the year. Once Odell gets in there and lights their locker room on fire, starts stabbing teammates and executives and coaches who, in the neck who, who, with this. Who's cutting in and out? We got somebody who keeps cutting in and out. You hearing that? No. Oh, my be me. I'm sorry. I had to change my name on my. There we go. <laughs> sorry about that. No problem. Randy Ruther. <laughs> so the, the, no, the Chargers, as we know, that was just a, hey, it's way cheaper than the Rams. I got them before I moved. That was a, hey, the, the Chargers, I like to see some local games. You know, I, I'm at this point just, you know, I'm just a big football fan. I, I'll watch anybody. And I kept them to see if I could make a few bucks, which I did, but it wasn't, it wasn't much. It, it wasn't enough. I never said, fuck you to the Rams. The, the irony is, so I got that winter Rams hat, right. That I've been wearing since it got cold in November. And, uh, 
the amount of people in Cincinnati that will see that because that's the only thing I wear in, in the cold is my is my Rams winter hat, and they'll say Rams Los Angeles. Who cares about them? And they always say it. And then my brother made a comment. He goes, "Dude, you know that hat you wear every day? Now people are just gonna hate you. Like when you go to Kroger and you pick up groceries <laughs> or Trader Joe's. People are like, this guy's a dick." I said, "Well, I'm gonna I'm not gonna stop wearing it. I got some bad news for." You should, you should, what you need to do is explain the curve. Be, be like, you're mad at me. How about the fact that I saved your football team? How about the fact that me abandoning the the Bengals and become, and getting this Rams hat is the only reason that you guys even have football success. It's true. Put that on a t-shirt. So we have a couple other calls. Mike Brown actually called the show. I couldn't believe it. Oh, <laughs> On, on a landline because he doesn't pay for 5G. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to give, we got to play a call from Bengals owner Mike Brown. What's up, Joe and Andy? It's your number one NFL team owner, Dirtball, Mike Brown. That's right. I'm coming for your ass, Randy Ruther. You said we wouldn't do it by the time I was alive to get to the Super Bowl. Maybe it was when I can't remember. I'm pretty fucking old, but uh, just wanted to tell you we made it. And uh, if we win it, I'm gonna make a trip to the Ruther residence and personally shove that Elkane up your ass. <laughs> so just wanted to tell you and suck my tiger dick. <laughs> oh wow! Page out of Coach O's playbook. He coached two of the guys on my team that I really like to watch play. So can Mike Brown get a who day? <laughs> Unbelievable. Mike Brown. I, I'm shocked that he would use such language. Yeah. He's turned. They're going to the Super Bowl. But we have one of the wildest news story. Joe, you thought the storylines could not get any wilder. We got another storyline now here with Randy Ruther. Listen to this call. From longtime dirtball, Jay Lunds. Listen to this. Hey, Joe and Andy. It's your boy, Jay Lunds. Uh, just listened to Monday's episode and uh, wanted to share a small tidbit with you. Um, my current girlfriend is from Cincinnati, showing her some YouTube clips. And uh turns out she used to date Randy Ruther himself. <laughs> Talk about a small world, but it seems like we are wiener in-laws so uh i'm gonna give him and her a who day and uh y'all stay dirty go bangles this is unbelievable wow randy ruther, randy ruther speechless. is speechless no who who is it <laughs> so, so i don't know obviously he's not revealing his girlfriend's name but so you dated current dirtball jay Lons. he lives in south carolina his girlfriend back in the day so you're eskimo brothers with longtime dirtball. I mean, this this is just unbelievable. The the the, the Randy Ruther uh like <laughs> relations to I mean, he's cousins with a dirtball. He's Eskimo brothers with a dirtball. He has the same la last name as our is. host. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Well, Jay Lunds will have to reveal that name in a DM. Yeah, Jay yeah, Lunds. Yeah, yeah, send send me a DM. You is got his a current girlfriend? Yeah. I love the thought of him watching a clip on YouTube and her being like, wait a second. 
I used to date that guy. And he's like, he used to date Randy Ruther. And she's like, wait, his name's not Randy Ruther. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> this is overtaking Randy's mind job. Yeah. Randy, Randy can't it. believe it. There is so much to break down. I, I, I want to say this. I have been critical as we all have as, as, Randy has as well about the Bengals offensive line. I'm willing to go on record saying at this point with how good Joe Burrow is and how he avoids it, it doesn't even fucking matter. Like I, I want to be on record saying this. It doesn't matter that he was sacked so much because he just finds a way to win. He, they, they had nine sacks and he still won yesterday. They still had a lot of pressure on him. I know they only sacked him once, but it didn't matter because he avoided it when he had to. I'm going to say it right now. That D-line of the Rams, which had the third most sacks, I almost think it doesn't fucking matter. I, it sounds crazy, which leads to my next point. I just don't know how you stop the Bengals at this point. I just don't know. How, I just, but I, I think just we just, I think we found the one and only way, and it's for you to jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> and the wheels will fall off. They're going to score three points in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, dude, I, I read something. I've been reading all the deep dives on the stats, and, you know, like I do. No QB has even sniffed, come close to a Super Bowl. It's been sacked 50 times in a season. Yeah. Until Joe Burrow. So, again, the Aaron Donalds and the Von Millers and, and all those guys up front that can get to him. Does it even matter? Well, like we said, I mean, they they got he got sacked nine times and they still won the game. So even if they get to him, then what? You know what I mean? But uh, listen. I was shocked, like after watching, because I kind of agree with you. I mean, the Bengals look great. And I was watching the beginning, the first half of the other game. And I was like, this game's so sloppy. I was like, are the Bengals favorites going into the Super Bowl? And we kind of agreed that they probably were going into the, the Super Bowl against the Niners. And then I was kind of, I was like, okay, well, maybe like a three point Rams favorite started out at three and a half, went up to four. Uh, I think went up to four and a half and then resettled at four already in, you know, less than 24 hours, but uh, it's wild. I mean, it's crazy. I, I, you, listen, I take a little mini L I said, Super Bowl contenders don't lose to the jets. I'll take a little mini L on that one. Um, I was obviously completely wrong. I have not been, this is how much, this is how superstitious I am. And I, and I text Randy about this pre games. I don't get on the Rams bandwagon because I'm not trying to ruin Randy Ruther's life. I told him yesterday, I was like, I kind of like Bengals with the points, which I said in, on, on our last show, I was like, to me, the spread, the Bengals plus seven is pretty obvious. It's just a matter of how they do it. I think, you know, obviously I said, if, if it's a, this backdoor cover, is that really like the performance, but if they're in the game at the end, obviously they end up winning the game. So that's neither here nor there, but I was about to bet Bengals plus seven. And then for Randy, I was like, I'm not going to do it to my boy. I took all the money I was about to bet. And I put it on the under, which hit, which was nice. Um, and so I, I mean, I agree the, the Bengals are, cruising and i mean i think they have you to thank mostly but also they just they're playing great and they're and they're a fantastic head coach obviously so well a few things uh, and i'll get to justin in a minute uh, what i want to ask him but i want to ask you this 
because you saw two Giants teams go to the Super Bowl in 2007 and 2011 with similar records to this Bengals team. Yeah. And you had you had a quarterback who made plays when he had to. You had defense that played well. Do you see similarities? Are there comparisons? I absolutely see similarities. I mean, the getting hot aspect. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, there were moments in that game that gave me flashbacks. I mean, them having a hold of Burrow and him spinning out and him getting away, you know, hopefully for the sake of Bengals fans, um, people don't decide to historically call those lucky plays or whatever. I think they were pretty athletic and pretty incredible plays. So, um, but yeah, there's absolutely flashes. I mean, I think the difference that I see is like, the Giants and and by no means have the uh, Chiefs had a cakewalk. I mean, they had the one seed and they had the Chiefs on the road. But like the other thing is like just the absolute dominance like of teams that were so fucking good. You know, the Giants going into Lambo. I mean, th- this Rams team, I like this Rams team a lot, but it's like it's certainly going to be an easy. T- we're, we're talking about we're talking about you thinking the Rams or the Bengals could win this game. We're not talking about them going to play the 18 to no Patriots, you know, but similarly to those teams, absolutely burrow taking care of the ball. I mean, the one thing uh, along this run has been that uh, Titans game reminded me so much of the Niners NFC championship game in 2011 because Eli got sacked seven times, but still, had a crazy game. They got a couple breaks, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I absolutely see similarities. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Now, Randy, it's not that far from you, but tickets are insanely priced. What what are you doing for the Super Bowl? Thinking about going to tailgate, just thinking about being in the atmosphere. The, you know, obviously the bad part about that is you're going to LA where it's going to be just every, it's going to be all LA fans. So, I don't know. I thought about just having a party at the house too and inviting people over here. I, you know what? I think you're going to be incorrect in that. Yeah. I, I think, I think Bengal, I think Rams fans, they're still not there. They were outnumbered yesterday. Yeah. I, I think the ones who have tickets are going to sell them. Cincinnati, I mean, I mean, to put things in context, I've heard fireworks so much just in my neighborhood when they win. My brother heard right. gunshots. Rednecks where he was living were shooting guns in the air. I mean, I've never seen this city so turn. I, you know, I don't remember when they made the Super Bowl the last time I was in first grade. So you right. know, I can't really fully remember that. I'm just saying, I think, I don't know. I could be wrong. I think the Bengals are going to represent well in that stadium. No, I, I don't think it's going to be anything like the Niners, but I agree with you. I think you could take that narrative. Like that gives me a little comfort knowing that, Joey just went into Kansas City of all places and dealt with the noise okay. And I'm a little more at ease now for him playing at a Super Bowl in Los Angeles, playing the Rams. But I don't think the crowd's going to be up there in this game. No, I don't think – I mean, it's it's also a Super Bowl crowd. The whole game takes longer. There's more stoppages, tons of corporate people there. Like – There'll be Rams fans and there'll be Bengals fans, obviously, and there'll be Raiders fans and there'll be Dolphins fans. There'll be the dipshits yeah. in there. I mean, no, no better place for cuck cam than the Super Bowl oh, and, Super, yeah. and, and Super Bowl parties. 
Yeah. yeah which, by true. the way, I will repeat once again, and I will repeat it every show from here till the Super Bowl happens. When you go to your Super Bowl party, if you're not a Rams fan or you're not a Bengals fan or you're not jumping on one of their bandwagons, don't wear your dumb fucking jersey or your team that already lost. Yeah, don't be yeah. that guy. Yeah, don't show up in your Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. Ugh, it's the worst. Hey, just wanted to remind everybody I'm a loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also like football, though, but I'm a loser. So our it's intro was the sport. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so our intro song, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just waves of, of bangle stuff. that just keep coming my way. So our intro song was done by my buddy who I went to college and high school with named Adam Gleckler. And he lives in, uh, I think he lives in Charleston now. He said he redid, he, and he didn't even ask me. He just texted me this last night. Again, I, he's another one who I think thinks I'm a Bengals fan. He redid the Bengals <laughs> song. Now, I do struggle in the first 20 seconds understanding what he's saying, but I figured it's 28 seconds. I figured I got to pay it. Yeah. Do you know the Bengals growl song, Justin? Yeah. Okay. So then you'll know this better than me. So he he just wrote, I redid the fight song. So let's hear how it sounds. I didn't understand what he was saying, but I didn't understand what he was saying the whole time because apparently he recorded that in Randy Ruther's dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) He recorded that under duress after Randy Ruther threw him into a stone dungeon under his house in Arizona. And it was like, you're going to rewrite the fucking Bengal song or I'm going to cut your limbs off. It rewrites the song or it gets the hose again. I love that nobody's getting that reference. I am, but nobody's getting that reference. <laughs> Randy, I do love your outfit. I mean, we, I don't know if we fully talked about it. How, yeah. how did you piece all this together? Um, I was just watching all the interviews today. And, you know, I knew I was coming on here and I was trying to figure out if I was going to wear the Hoosh Pro Bowl jersey or, you know what, I was like, I think it'd be hilarious actually to go on there dressed as Burrow. Dude, I went to Ross, TJ Maxx, Old Navy, Tilly's, Men's Warehouse, and Kohl's looking for a black turtleneck. You're like, if there's, if there's a, one at Kohl's. If there's a department store where poor people shop, I'll find it. but it was i had to i was like that would be the best like to wear and i mean these glasses are so hard to find in cincinnati right now it's hilarious they were he in his comment when they're like is that necklace real he's like i make too much fake jewelry i was like i love this guy yeah no he's the real deal man i mean i it's funny though like people are now coming at me my uh, my sister-in-law's brother last night was like, he was definitely liquored up. And he's telling me, he's like, we're the next Patriots. And I was like, look, dude, just stop. <laughs> I, 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 he goes, we are. And I said, I said, look, man, I'm not trying to be the hater because I think there's a good chance the Bengals win the Super Bowl. I go, Brady wants six Super Bowls for them. He's like, we can do that. And I was like, 
I was like, I, I said, go to bed. You're drunk. Like, it's so funny yeah. though. You, you know how the fandom is just like, we're the, you're the next Patriots now. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. I, about I that. mean, if somebody's drinking that much, I think an intervention is called for you guys should have all, <laughs> you, he should have come down this morning in his Joe Burrow Jersey to find the whole family there. <laughs> so we had a call that I, I can't play because it, it was, it was going in and out too much, but I pieced it together. And I wanted to ask you this, Joe, it's from a uh, stripper dirtball, uh, Bryson. Bryson. Sorry, my name. I forgot his name for a second. Uh, anyway, Bryson wanted to know between us, like, what's going to be worse? Me having to watch the Super Bowl for the Bengals or you for the Eagles? And I would say, I think by far, it's got to be you. Well, I mean, I, I was going to say, you know, you have you have a financial aspect of it at stake that really makes that, you know, a, a little bit more painful if they win. Um, so that helps, but in terms of you abandon the team and then they go on to win the Super Bowl, you know, a few years later, I don't think that that decision, I mean, really can be compared to, uh, you know, attending Giants games with Eagles fans in the crowd, attending Eagles games as a Giants fan, going to school in Pennsylvania, dealing with people from Philly, just like generally like sort of throughout my like teenage and adult life and the absolute, you know, threat to just like the American dream that that city is and the, you know, just the, the disgusting uh, aspect that those people bring into you know, our great nation, it's, uh, you know, dealing, dealing with those people as a Giants fan is like, it's, it would be the equivalent of being like, um, you know, what do you think is worse? Uh, the fact that your family had to leave, uh, Germany because you were Jewish and you were worried that you were going to get murdered or the fact that I abandoned the Bengals and now they're going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, I hate the, when people compare, uh, things that are not Nazis to Nazis. But I mean, I think Eagles fans are about as close as you can get to doing that. I mean, I think it's reckless <laughs> when people are like Trump's a Nazi, but Eagles fans, I mean, they're racists, they're hateful, they're violent. They're the, they're the, they're, they're what we should reserve that comparison for. So, yeah, I, I mean, besides the thousand dollars that's on the line, I don't even think it's in the same ballpark. Unless of course, Bengals fans are coming to your home and you're hiding in the basement for fear of getting dragged out and murdered by them. Yeah, I'm, I don't even like just so everybody like I'm not upset when I watch the Bengals win. I don't get like like as I've aged, I just I just don't like as far as sports in general. I There's teams I root for and I want to win or players. But I now, don't get, listen, if if tomorrow you you wear that Rams jersey or that Rams snow hat of yours, you know, to go pick up your nephew from school or whatever. And then some Bengals fan spits in your nephew's face. Now we're inching toward the same kind of thing, but I don't expect right. Bengals fans to be yeah. that kind of people. Are you, are you guys hearing this cut in and out? Or is that just on my end? I'm not hearing anything. I'm not hearing it. You're not hearing it. Okay. Now we've, we've, we've given a lot of love to the Bengals and deserved, you know, certainly well-deserved love for the Bengals. We got to talk about Andy Reed. Cause that, that one decision was obviously a reckless, terrible decision that we all agree changed the momentum of that game. And I know 
couple years ago, old jolly Andy Reed got his Super Bowl and everybody was like, yeah, the great Andy Reed, he's going to go eat 20 cheeseburgers. So he's he's a man of the people. The dude has been to nine championship conference championship games. He's won three of them. Yeah, 33%. Not too good. Not very good. I guess my question for you both would be, well, two twofold. One, have you, I've never seen anything like that in a conference championship game where a team is literally unstoppable. They drove down four times. They didn't score at the end, but you know, they should have had points to not, not just going from unstoppable to, and, and the Bengals defense is definitely the main reason for this, but into the second half to where Patrick Mahomes looks scared. Like they went from like, I'm the big bad bully to Patrick Mahomes, multiple sacks. He didn't even just throw it away. He, he had 10 seconds to throw the ball and he ended up taking a sack. I've never seen it go from unstoppable to completely futile. That was the weird thing is he didn't seem, I I said this on the, on the one play where the first of those two late sacks where he was back there, back there, back there, back there, back there forever. Then they showed the all 22 shot and uh, they, it seemed like he had multiple guys open at different points. It seemed like more than he was afraid of a pass rush, which they were, they were dropping eight guys. So it's not like they were blitzing the dude instead of like, fearing the pass rush, he seemed afraid to like throw his fastball into spots. Yeah. It seemed like he got in the first half, he got really comfortable and really was exploiting the, Oh, Travis Kelsey's going to find a little space. Tyreek Hill's going to find a little space. And I'm just going to, the second I see them headed toward open space, I'm going to put the ball there. And then when it came down to we're dropping everybody back, there's not going to be a lot of space. You're going to have to give a good old fashioned Patrick Mahomes fastball into a spot. He wouldn't take, he wouldn't make the throw. He just refused to make the throw. That was what was blowing me away. I mean, credit to the Bengals also, but like what happened? He went, he went full Cougar. Yeah. I was gonna say, didn't he look scared? Yeah. He almost abandoned his wife and kids out there today, sir. (laughs) <laughs> what do you think justin i i, I don't know what to think I, <laughs> it felt it, it honestly felt like you know when almost like steph curry when he hits like when he does like a heat check when he's like pulling up from the half court just to see like kids say the chiefs are just feeling themselves and they're like all right fuck it we don't we're not going to get a field goal we're going to we're going to put more points on the board. And then they are finally punched in the jaw. And that's when they're like, oh, shit, like this game's not over yet. And they're like, oh, dare what? I say, dare I say it even started on that play, though. It's like when you have that situation, if you go for it and you don't complete a pass like toward the end zone, that's one thing. But to throw the ball backwards and then get tackled and then end the half that way. Yeah. Well, that's what Romo kept saying. Again, I I don't like to, I'm not the biggest Romo fan, but that's what he kept saying the whole second half. He goes, ever since that play, he just looks completely lost out there. I mean, I I, I just, on those sacks, you're just saying, dude, you have all the time in the world. Okay, the Bengals are covering. Throw it out of bounds. I mean, he almost. Or fought. do what Burrow did. Taking off Mahomes early in the game. Like, I think it was the first drive. Had a, had a nice 
chunk run when he didn't have a guy open. That was the last time he took off until the last drive of the game. Might have even been overtime. Yeah. Like when they got it down. Yeah, the last drive, the last drive they had in regulation. I thought so. They so they had the ball on the four yard line. It's second down. I thought, dude, they're gonna punch it in. They basically have two plays to punch it in. I thought the game was over then, and then just again he went, he went full cougar, and it's like he forgot. I've never seen it because people. Some people I don't know if you saw. Some people were bringing up the the Bucks Super Bowl. To me, I thought it was even worse because the Bucks Super Bowl. He just didn't have time to throw the ball yesterday. You had time, man. Way too much time. On that, on that fumble sack, I rewound it. My buddies came over. We were like rewatching some of the plays and we were watching the highlights. I rewound it a bunch of times. So if you watch the, on that sack, that strip sack fumble, Hubbard runs 20 yards. He runs from the – my buddy, he did not run 20 yards. I kept rewinding it. He runs from the five-yard line. And he, and he gets to Burrow on the 25. And we're saying, how did Burrow somehow let this guy come 20 yards up? I guess he got tackled 20 yards back. But my point is, and just not throw the, like, what is he, what's going on in you, his head there? Yeah, you're talking about Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That was, that was honestly, that sack was the, the Matt Ryan sack, where you're like, all you got to do is not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then, then that was, dude, he missed one at the end of the half last week. You're like, dude, is this guy going to miss this field goal now? Like you put, you, you took him from a, a chip shot to like what ended up being like a 44 yarder or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It, it wasn't an easy kick at all. I mean, no. Bengals, the, the McPherson will drain that in his sleep, but you, Jason, your boy, Chase Daniel wanted to run out on the field during that while he was running backwards and be like, anybody see an aircraft carrier around here? (laughs) (laughs) Are we putting any of this on? on, You know, we talked about they're they're awful. His girl and his brother. Are we putting any of it on them? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't put, I actually put none of any of this on them because here's the thing. You can be like, Stop fucking dancing on the graves of dead former legends. Stop fucking dumping shit on our fans at the end of the game. Stop getting on your Instagram and screaming like everybody who doubted us suck my clit. Like stop fucking being a disaster. So I put it on the homes. It's like in the end, dude, like there's people out there, you know, remember when Giselle said he can't throw it and catch it himself. Yeah. This is the last time we heard Giselle talk about football. Tom Brady was like, if anybody ever asks you about football again, you're Brazilian. You only speak Portuguese. Yeah. So I think we have one and more. Then, Go ahead. Sorry. That uh, Then the coin flip, when they won it, I was like, these bastards are going to do it two weeks in a row. They were like, this is going to end up being the Kansas City rule about the, the coin flip. And then – that defense showed up. See, I didn't think that. I th- I thought in my head, I was like, they got to win this now, because I just I just felt now they drove down when they had to. But again, Mahomes went and reverted on those last two plays. I felt like they got to win this now. I don't like this game going into overtime. Plus, they had showed the stat that no team has ever won twice in overtime in the postseason. So I said that doesn't bode well. 
There are, there are, by the way, and I know we have two weeks to discuss this. There are so many amazing storylines between the two teams. Yeah. Like, like that I can't, that I already have already written down that I just can't wait to discuss uh, the crossover between these two teams and the differences and how they built these teams and the owners and just all these the great futures. Stuff. I mean, the futures of these teams are wildly different as well. I mean, the, the, this is the Rams shot. This is like the Rams shot. The teacher versus the student. Salary cap mayhem. Yes, there's so much. Now there's one more call I wanted to play. Maybe I might have played this. I don't know. I've lost track. If I played this one yet, this is another Ruther curse call. I'm just trying to get them all in. Hey Joe and Andy, Jacob Hanson here, Uh, regular contributor to Joe's Venmo for putting me on to Miller Lite. I've been listening since pre-denting. Long-time dirtball. I've never had a reason to call in until today. Andy, I just want you to know that I thought the Ruther curse was a fun shtick that you guys do on a weekly basis. Um, but now I'm a full believer. It's truly incredible the powers you have within you. I, I wish you could market it somehow. We need to think of a way because this is so much untapped potential. I mean, you are going to bring a championship to your recently passed father, you overcame Brittany Mahomes. You overcame Jackson Mahomes doing TikToks in Cincinnati on the grave of Harambe. And on the other side, you've got Odell Beckham in the Super Bowl, despite everything you've said about him. I mean, it's, it's truly incredible. Uh, just wanted to call in, give you guys my thoughts. Condoms have always been for the Green Bay Packer, Packers and their fans. Um, Skull Vikings, I like the direction we're heading. One last step is to just got to get rid of that true cousin speller. All right. Stay dirty, boys. I mean, listen, Odell with his game yesterday has now earned himself a contract from somebody. And he's he has to pay out in order his agent first, his father second. And Andy Ruther third. I mean, these are the these are going to be the three people responsible for his deal. I was rooting his, for Odell yesterday. His father getting him out of out of Cleveland, and then Ruther being like, "Oh, you're out of Cleveland. You want to get a big free agent deal? Come on board. The SS curse has room in the cockpit. Come walk onto the bridge." I will say, you know, my brothers and I debated this on text yesterday. I, I don't know how my dad would feel. I mean, you, you know, I don't think people fully realize it. One of the main reasons I'm so anti Mike Brown is because of my dad. And I saw what he went through as far as being diehard. And then the years that Mike Brown took over, I, I don't think people realize how bad, like, like Justin, when did you start rooting for the Bengals? Uh, probably. It was like David Klingler, Achilles Smith, Jeff Blake. Okay, so the bad, the the bad days. Because I don't think people yeah. realize, not only like 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 <laughs> let's get days. rid of like let's not talk about the playoffs. I don't even want to talk about playoffs. I don't even want to talk about yeah. that. The Bengals did not have a winning record from nine where they were above five hundred from ninety one until two thousand five. So think about that. They went 14 or 15. I don't know how many it is straight seasons with not being any better than eight and eight. Like that literally crushed my old man. Like he was off and I was off 
Yeah, but you know what, Andy? Every single time I came to Walt Street, every single Walt Street visit, I heard about the ice bowl. I Please got pointed. I got pointed to Chris Collinsworth's house every time. This guy had tiger blood running through him till his last days. That guy, he was like, I ever tell you about the ice bowl four times, Walt. But you know what? I'm always down to hear about it again. You had newspapers under your feet and you couldn't even drink because you were so damn cold. The freezer bowl. God damn it. Get it the freezer bowl. Look, he definitely had a place in his heart for those teams and for Collinsworth. And trust me, if I heard the story one more time, I already tell you about the time the bunch of the Bengals players, Andy, came into the bowling or I saw him at Skyline late one night and we just got done <laughs> bowling and Collinsworth and I remember James Brooks and they were all like, we should bowl with you guys sometime. And I was like, you should, we should do it. And I'm like, dad, you've told me this story 40 fucking times. <laughs> which by the way if you go back his freezer bowl story right is on a few episodes of dirty sports um i don't know i i don't know maybe deep down he would be rooting but i'm being sincere he'd been like I you want to know where joe burrow lives i looked it up on zillow <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what it's going to take for me to you know to, to go back at this point but but that's fine. It, it doesn't I really think, matter. I think I think Randy Ruther and the other Bengals fans are like, please don't do it till after the Super Bowl at the very least. Let <laughs> yeah, us get one. But but you're not gonna like this, Randy. And 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 I don't. Are are you are you sticking on board for the for the other game discussion? Uh, probably not. I got okay. I still got stuff to do tonight. So okay. Well well, real quick, Randy. I hate to say this. You're not gonna like this. You you think the Bengals are gonna win it? I think they're going to win it. So do I. You got you guys have called the Bengals on games before, and they've they've won. So I called them to beat the Raiders. Yep. And guess what? I think when I text you during that Raiders week, I was like, Andy, Randy Ruther persona aside, this has all the makings of a Cincinnati meltdown. Like that. This is and so last week against Kansas City when no one was giving us a chance. I started feeling better towards the end of the week. I was like, guys, you guys are – no one's get like, Boomer had to choose the Bengals. Like, he he had to. But sure. no one gave – but I, I think Kansas City game – Kansas City is harder than beating the other two teams. The 49ers or the Rams. Kansas City, I think we win the Super Bowl. I, I just and obviously Joe weighing on this. I I've that's why I brought up his old Giants. I just I see this. I've seen it when a team has confidence and momentum. Look, I think it's going to be a great game, um, and that's why I brought up the Burrow thing about being sacked. I think they will get to Burrow a lot, but I'm to yeah. the point of do, it. Do, if he dude, if he won a game with nine sacks, does it even matter? Like, does yeah. it matter at this point? Yeah, I, I, I really like the Bengals' chances in the Super Bowl. Well, I'll tell you what. I know it's going to be a good game, and I and it's it's a little late to be giving people this tip because I didn't realize how effective it was. Like I, it, last week, and then into this week's games, even a couple of the games on the first week. I don't know where everybody, you know, everybody has a different betting thing, but every game that I like, like yesterday, I bet the. Uh, 
under on the first game because I didn't want to touch it for for your purposes. And then there was a couple games in the early uh, rounds that I didn't touch. But the games that I bet, I have been doing this thing where I've been getting like sometimes three to one, four to one, five to one odds on picking the team that's going to win. And then they give me a window of one to six points. And you're getting like three or four to one. I've been getting rich just betting on picking a team to win. Six is even close. I was like, the Rams are are favored yesterday by three and a half. The idea that they're going to win from one to six is like the most obvious bet ever. I'm getting three and a half to one. This is insane. So I think absolutely the Super Bowl is going to be close. Absolutely. Right. Regardless of who um, wins, we'll, you know, we have two weeks to pontificate on that, but it is going to be a close Super Bowl. Yes. That'll be Randy Forrax if the Bengals win the Super Bowl. That'll be the second $2,000 bet I hit. So. I might, I might need to hit you up for a loan. <laughs> <laughs> well, Randy, look, I, I mean, I'll tell you what, the, the outfit, the presentation, the backdrop, if you guys are not watching you this, you couldn't even see this. Yeah. <laughs> AFC champions, it says. We were like, we we're like, Randy, are you sticking around to talk to the other games? He's like, no, I got to do a sports betting podcast. After this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did theirs earlier and tried to tell people over there what to bet, and they didn't listen to me. Well, Randy, um, always a pleasure. Give us your can, final thoughts. Yeah. Give us your final thoughts, Randy, on, on the game. What's to come? Obviously, we, I'm feeling we're going to check in with you in these two weeks leading up to Super Bowl. But give us give us whatever you want, including, obviously, your famous who day. Give Randy Ruther his who day, Andy. You owe it to <laughs> Cincinnati. And needless to say, I've been enjoying quite a few of these cold, refreshing Miller lights. So... There's your alley for your. I appreciate it. Here's my guys. Andy Ruther, Cincinnati Bengals, AFC champion. Who day? Who day? Who day going to beat that Bengals? 24 Bengals. The early prediction. Score predictions already. I'm going big on this one. All right, Randy. All right, guys. We appreciate it. Take care, bud. The Randy Ruther. I mean, that's some dedication, Joe. How many department stores did he go to to get that <laughs> outfit? He did like, like six. six. <laughs> like six department stores. Yeah. He was, he was throwing out things I hadn't heard of him forever. He's like, I went to TJ Maxx. I went to Caldor. I went to Coconuts. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I went to Burlington Co. Factory. I reopened to Kmart. Yeah. Went through the boarded up doors. Wanted to see if I could find something. <laughs> He's like, yeah, uh, I went on Google and I searched Burrowington Code Factory. Turns out that's not what it's called. It's not Joe Burrow's Code Factory. Oh, man. Unbelievable. I don't know, man. It's it's going to be fun. Like I said, there's a lot of storylines, and we haven't even talked about the other game yet. So we really got to hop into that Rams 49ers game, which to me played out like it would because I, I, I knew it was going to be close. But at the end of the day, man, the Rams handled their business. 
yeah, despite honestly Sean McVay's best efforts. I mean, th- like, I don't know, you know, we talk about fixing football games and whatever, or like, I, and I'm not saying Sean McVay was trying to blow the game, but um, it did feel like maybe Sean McVay to try to like, I don't know, earn himself a little bonus or something like through a proxy, put a, a little bit of money on will Sean McVay, McVay waste all his timeouts before there's 10 minutes left to go in the game. Like the reckless, two reckless challenges and a terrible timeout. Did you see this? I don't know if you saw this tweet and I don't know how they do it, but Sean McVay has led the NFL. I don't know how they do this again. And you know, it's some analytics thing going back to 2018. So it's from 2018 through this season. So it's four seasons. And according to this stat, and I'm looking at it right now, Sean McVay has led the NFL in unnecessary timeouts. So they, they, what they do is they take things that are obvious challenges that you're going to lose and they take other, like, what are you doing? And apparently he's the leader. And that's yeah, I mean, his knock. All of them were ridiculous. I, I, I like to think that, you know, Andy Reid, after his devastating loss, was just sitting in his office at Arrowhead. And they were like, Andy, can, can we get you like a, a plate of nachos or something? You look pretty. And he's like, I I'm not even hungry. And they're like, oh, this is bad. He can't even eat. And then suddenly he got he just got this feeling. He's got this feeling of joy out of nowhere. And, and he was like, you know what? I will take 10 cheeseburgers. And they were like, he's like, what do you think just happened? And they were like, I don't know how this is related, but Sean McVay just used his last time out and he's not in the fourth quarter yet. And he's like, that's it. That's, that's why I feel so good. <laughs> I mean, it was Andy Reed. It was, it was like classic Andy Reed esque. That was, that was Donovan McNabb era, Andy Reed clock management and timeout decisions by Sean McVay. And then Shanahan comes back with an opportunity, the game to go for that fourth and two when dude, I mean, I'd like to see Debo Samuels average yards after contact. It's gotta be more than two. (laughs) I mean, the idea that they punted that ball after sending the offense out and then there's a timeout, a terrible timeout by McVay to give them an opportunity to think about it. And then they take the delay of game and then they punt. That was a horror. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You know, we have been critical of coaches. Did San Francisco call a timeout or did LA? LA called LA tried to challenge the, like that was McVay's final thing was like the fumble. Oh, you're right. Which was a terrible challenge. That was his final timeout. Yeah. There was, if I recall, there was 10 Oh two left on the clock in the fourth quarter. And you're right at that, at that, at that point in the game, you're playing, you're, you, you're playing with the clock. Cause if you get a first down, they don't have any timeouts left. You're, yeah. you're, uh, you're a drive. You're like a couple of first downs and then whatever. I mean, obviously if you get one more first down, you're in field goal range, right? So you're one more first down of clock running and a kick away from essentially icing the game. Yeah. And even if you don't make the kick or even if something goes wrong, you get one more first down. You've, you've taken that without a play, without a timeout. You've taken that game down a lot. But at the end of the day, man, Matthew Stafford, he scored when he had to. Yeah. Matthew Stafford's legit, dude. And, that, and that's why, like, again, I know we're going to have two weeks to talk about it, but but the fascinating second year number one overall pick storyline versus the 
34-year-old veteran who left the dumpster fire of Detroit to save one team. You know, it's, 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 they couldn't be more contrasting situations that they're in. You know, yep. you got local Cincinnatians, like I said, claiming they're, they're already the next Patriots without even winning. And now you have a guy who's like you said, this is it, man. Like the Rams, the Rams have been all in since they hired McVay. Yeah. And I mean, especially this year, I mean, you know, obviously I'm, I love Odell and I love that signing. And Von Miller has been great for them, especially lately. Um, but it's the kind of thing like they're in cap hell. They're not going to be able to sign all of these guys. Like you're looking at the last of this Rams team. Like this team will be look a lot different next year. Yeah. And um, no first round picks until 2024. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, wildly different, both wearing nine, which is interesting. So we have a call about the Rams game. So we got, you know, we got to play calls about that as well. Hello, guys. This is Ben Ruffner again. And after last night's game, uh, watching Cooper Cup go crazy again, I just keep thinking about how, uh, in my opinion, I think he should win MVP, actually. And this is by far the best wide receiver season I've ever seen. But I'm also 21 years old. And on the other side, Jamar Chase, this is the best rookie wide receiver season I've ever seen. So, in my opinion, I, like I said, Cooper Cup should be MVP. And I was wondering, since you guys are a little bit older than I am, I was wondering, is this the best wide receiver season that you have ever seen? And if this is not the best one, which one would be? I know Jerry Rice had some big years, but for me, what Cooper Cup's done this year has just been insane. Like, <laughs> I really can't believe it. Um Condoms are for Adam Schefter because he should be fired after this weekend. Later, guys. I mean, the seasons that jump out to me are the Megatron season, obviously. I, that's what I was just lo- I was looking up. Yeah, he had, you know, he set the record, almost two thousand yards. You had the the eighteen and zero, eighteen and one Moss season. That, that's what I pulled up. Twenty three touchdowns. Right. And you obviously had huge Jerry Rice seasons, um, which it's just the thing about, I mean, obviously we're always a prisoner of the moment and this, the the Cooper cup season is bananas and the way he does it is insane. He's such a security blanket for, I mean, I want to say Stafford, but like kind of the Rams, like he's, I almost think he's McVay's security blanket more than he's, Stafford security blanket. I mean, you look at the way this Rams team plays and the way McVay calls these games. A lot of times those plays to cup, those big third downs, those clutch plays, those like, you know, crunch time TDs. It's like, he's the only read. And, and, and by only read, I mean, it's like, Hey, set him up this way, but you're going to Cooper cup. Like, I almost think he's McVay's security blanket more than these Stafford's. And that's something. And it's certainly a relationship that, um, you know, Rice and Montana had together. The Brady, uh, the Brady Moss year, that was just, they were just beating the shit out of everybody. And he was such a 
insane deep threat. It's like, it's impossible to cover everybody when you're playing a Bill Belichick offense. And if you have Randy Moss on the outside, just forget it. But I don't know off the top of my head, um, Jerry Rice's best year, but you, it, we, also, right here. we also have to remember wildly different defensive schemes and like what they were able to get away with. I mean, I mean, we, the nineties basketball fan all the time loves to do like the, how would, how would, you know, the incredible Hulk of LeBron handle Bill Lambeer's, you know, pudgy 240 pounds, but like, that's a lot different than like, they were allowed to just absolutely rape receivers for real. I mean, Jerry Rice's best season as far as I'd say all around 95. He finished second in the MVP. 122 catches. 1,848 yards. 15 touchdowns. He averaged 115 yards a game. Yeah. Which is basically what Cooper Cup. I mean, yeah. I mean, Cooper Cup's right there this year. 16 touchdowns. You know, they added an extra game. Right. They're, they're basically the same. That's they're basically the same thing. Now the the knock on the Calvin Johnson year, he also had 122 catches, almost 2,000 yards. He only had five touchdowns. Right. So that's like the, the Lions not, fucking stink. Yeah, I was gonna say. I just watched a football life on him. By the way, it's a really good one. Um, and then Randy Moss's year, he doesn't have as many catches. Right. Or as Just many yards. Deep, deep threat bonanza, though. 23 touchdowns. Yeah. So, I mean, I you know, off, I agree with you. Like, off the top of my head, I'm not just going to say this is the best year I've ever seen. I, but I it's just right can't. there. But it's right it, there. No, it is. It is. It, it's right there. But, uh, but like, you know, again, we always talk about it. It's like, forget the statistics, because that's not how we compare, like, people in other sports, but like in football, I mean, you look at completion percentages, you look at, you know, how often guys get catches versus how often they're targeted. Like Jerry Rice was doing Cooper cup level things when guys are completing 55% of their passes. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing to put in perspective and you're right. What the defense could do. Jerry Rice was not going to be protective at all as a defenseless receiver. And so much similarities in there in these two guys' games, way more so than Megatron and Moss, sure. which is like you're get your guy, tons of yak, t- big possession receiver, like the go-to guy. So, yeah, he's right there, but like in in a way, 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 way more legitimate way than people talk about. Jordan fucking had to score on Rick Smiths. We're talking about we're talking about Jerry Rice had to do it against guys that were allowed to literally try to murder him. Yeah, and that's why I'd give it a, an edge to Jerry Rice. And like, and you're you're spot on. Those two, the way those guys play the wide receiver position is basically very similar. And their relationship with their quarterback and blah blah blah. You know, it's yeah, absolutely. And, and that's you know that's gonna obviously gonna be he's gonna be a huge storyline, and 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 your boy. And, like, and, and by the way, you know, because he played this game and he had a huge game, I'd love to see, I'd love to see the, the, all this yardage numbers 
and all the touchdowns numbers rushing and receiving. Like Debo Samuel's a receiver, right? Like I'd almost argue his his season is remarkably close to being as good as Cooper Cups when we're talking about Cooper Cups might be the best ever. Like it's not crazy to be like, oh, you kind of had like a better year a little bit. You know what I mean? It's funny you say that because uh you know Tyler Hawkins, who does all our great analytics, he actually had that on the rundown. Let I me mean, listen to this. So for today, he had that. Where was it? So Debo Samuel had 1,845 total yards. Cooper Cup had, Cooper Cup had 1,993. Yeah. Those guys, those guys were two and three behind Jonathan Taylor for total yards. Like he had that man and, and total touchdowns for Debo. How many total touchdowns is here? Um, I don't have that in front of me. I can look it up. God, he took a hit, huh? Yeah. That was a tough Good clean to hit too. I know. I'm glad they picked up the flag, the flag on that. Yeah. Did I just do a slur inadvertently there? <laughs> I was, I was letting it go. You know what I meant. All right. He, uh, six touchdowns receiving. You're right. Eight rushing. So 14 cup had 16. I mean, it is crazy how he was right there. Now, obviously they're using him in wildly different ways, but like he's a receiver, you know, you, you know, the, let's be honest. I know everyone's been so critical, but like Jimmy G just didn't make the plays when he had to at the end no. of that, you know, no. And, and, the you know the sort of running the live tweeting the live storyline throughout the game for a lot of people was um you know matt stafford has a early red zone interception which what up i mean i just don't know what they were doing like i don't even want to go into that but like why you're why you're forcing the ball over the middle like why that's even the play call in that situation whatever but um but like the comparison was like, oh, Matthew Stafford, such high highs and such low lows. Sometimes would you rather the Matthew, St the the uh, dynamic Matthew Stafford or the slow and steady, not going to make a mistake, Jimmy G? And it's like, dude, he made mistakes. And obviously he made a killer one at the end that ices the game. Yeah. But he's just not like they're too good for him to be their QB. Well, I mean, that's and honestly, where does he go? Like everybody's saying this is like, like, I don't, I know people are like, he's better than a lot of like starting QBs out there. Like, sure. Is he the best QB if he goes to the saints right now? Sure. But like, where does he go? Like who's, who's going like, this is what I want. I want to build and not necessarily, it doesn't have to be long-term, but even who's, who's talking about like a place, like why is Jimmy G a placeholder somewhere? Where, where is that? What does that look like? I can't think of a, I, I kind of can't think of a single place. I mean, you said you send him to Tampa if Brady leaves. I don't like, I don't even know. I mean, you know, I don't want to say he got them, but he was the quarterback that has gone to a Super Bowl, has now gone to an NFC championship. It's just the mistakes for him. Or the miss throws, like he had a you know. Now I know, I know, I know. Uh, 
he had some drops, some tough drops. And he had some and he had some exceptional plays in the game as well. Yeah. Both both teams, I don't know if you remember, started off with you're like, how how'd that happen? Like Cup had a drop and then George Kittle had a drop. They had some yeah. tough drops to start the game. But I mean, I don't hate him as a quarterback, you know. No, but my point is who like he's not the answer if you're close. And he's not the guy that you're like. Are you having Jimmy G like teach your young quarter? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what wouldn't you rather if you're a team that's not like if you're a team that's close, you don't need Jimmy G because look, you just it, it you know, a lot of factors, but you know, them not being able to really do a lot more offensively because of him. But then also, wouldn't you rather have a guy you don't know anything about and be like, like, take my team for example. Wouldn't you rather be the Giants and be like, we have to figure out what we have with Daniel Jones and bring in Jimmy G to do what? To go eight and nine or whatever? No, I you I think you bring him into a team that is almost that like so tell me who that is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't think that team exists. Team that has a stellar defense that has some weapons. I don't know. A Denver Broncos. Obviously, they're trying to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like a team that like that, if it goes eight and nine or nine and eight, and you say, hey, maybe we can win a few more games. I mean, it's not like the Giants. Or I'm sorry. It's not like the Niners had that good of a regular season as far as record. They had to win right. their last game to make the playoffs. Right. But they have, but the, that I, I, I almost think you could say, listen, if Shanahan's out there saying, I love Jimmy G. I love coaching Jimmy G. I love coaching Jimmy G. Like, dude, they traded, or they, they, they drafted Trey Lance and all signs are Jimmy G's gone. So like, if the Niners are right there, the Niners are a play or two away from the Super Bowl, and they're out on him for a, a guy that couldn't even win the job this year. Where is, where does that look like? I don't know. I don't, I just don't think it exists. Off the top of my head. Yeah, he's kind of stuck in no man's land right now. Because he's not, he's better, you know, he's not a backup. It's a, it's like, it's a Ryan Tannehill type of situation. Yeah, that's actually the great, that's a good comparison right there. But like the, I think there are Tennessee Titans fans who are probably like, we don't want fucking Ryan Tannehill anymore. I think there's a lot. And I think that's a valid point to not want Ryan Tannehill. I don't know. I don't know who it could be. It's a good question. It'd be is he, great. Is, is him he replacing back, backing up Mac Jones next? I like is he I like New Orleans with whoever they hire. Like I like Tampa Bay, man. Do you know here's the thing. The I believe Tom Brady's gonna retire and I believe Tom Brady uh the only reason Tom Brady isn't already retired is as I tweeted, I think Tom Brady wants to put out a, you know, two hour highlight reel where, you know, it's shot in the same cameras that they did the um, matrix in. And he personally buys airtime on every single network. So it runs simultaneously like a presidential debate or something like that. And he's really pissed that people tried to drop it before us, but there is a little tiny little baby part of me. That's like, Brady to the Niners? Last hurrah, hometown boy. Team that was a quarterback away. 
once again, stomping out any idea that he's not significantly better than Jimmy Garoppolo at fucking every, like, you know, I like the thought, you know, the tweets were going out there of, of Brady playing an entire season out of spite for Adam Schefter. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, but you think he doesn't like Niners are closer than Tampa. They're right there, man. The way they play, they play physical, tough football. They really do. He was a Joe Montana fan growing up, and all he wanted to do was be a Niner. It's going to be interesting. There's a lot, especially with where some of these guys go, some of these coaches that get hired. I mean, this this Super Bowl is just it's it's going to be a good one. And and like I said, I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. I just, I mean, it's so crazy that I'm saying this. Like sacks don't even matter. I mean, and I think again, they matter, but I think it's you know, I, it can be overcome. We've seen that. Joe Burrow, you know, there's a lot of great things about Joe Burrow and there's, you know, he's not the perfect quarterback, but, you know, we compare, I know the, the goat may be retiring and blah, blah, blah. And I guess we'll save, we'll save Tom Brady legacy talk, all his, uh, we'll, we'll save the slurp fest for Tom Brady until he actually retires. But Tom Brady, the way to be Tom Brady, Tom Brady wasn't, there's no, I mean, Tom Brady's not winning a game where he gets sacked nine times. That was the, that was the Tom Brady thing. Gets to Tom Brady four times, gets to Tom Brady five times. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. There's you, you go into the majority of Super Bowls and you're saying that the kind of the team that wins in the trenches is going to win this game. And Burrow already has a performance that says otherwise, because they absolutely were destroyed in the trenches in that game. But I like the Rams too, dude. I mean, the Rams, they're all in. They got guys at every fucking position. So the Rams, this is an interesting one for you. The Rams are number one. What were the stats I was reading? I was I was on such deep dives on The Athletic today. Basically, the Rams, again, it's, it's specific. It's like next-gen stats. And, and I don't know the exact terminology, but basically it's this. The Rams were number one in the NFL in blocking on offense. Again, in some sort of next-gen stat, and number one in defense as far as their line. So it was like, these are their strengths, is the trenches. Yep. It hasn't seemed to matter for the Bengals in the playoffs. Will it finally catch up is the big question mark. Right. If they get dominated in the and trenches. And also, uh, you know, what does having a, a Jalen Ramsey following around a Jamar Chase all day? How now, they play affect? zone a lot, but still. Yeah, they do. But also, you're going to have a guy, you're going to have that kind of situation. You're going to have... Okay, go out and, and D this guy up in a big moment, even. Here's another here's another fascinating one, which I've already obviously said. Taylor has never Zach Taylor's never won a game where he's trail going in the fourth quarter. Conversely, Sean McVay heading into yesterday had never won a game when he was trailing by more than 10, which isn't that much. Yeah. So, like two major weaknesses of coaches being behind. Does now, that show? I would, I'd love to see how many times. Sean McVay's been down by 10 in his Rams career, but I think it still. was like, Oh, I think it was a I think it was like, Oh, and 13, Oh, and 14. Okay. It was, it was a fair amount an, enough for a stat, but yeah, there's going to be, 
I mean, so, there's gonna be, I mean, yeah, the storylines. I mean, I see it uh, for as a Giants fan, Odell just mossing Eli Apple for the game winner. We'll just, I'll just, I'll start, I'll pop champagne. I'll be the one spraying champagne on the fans below. Look, I don't want to lose a thousand dollars. I'm just going to be upfront about that. So you'll be I mean, rooting for the Rams. Yes. I don't want to lose a thousand dollars, but you and, think and, the Bengals can win the game and you think they, you kind of think they will win. the game. I'm leaning towards them right now because I, again, I've seen this a team. It's like destiny slash Ruth or curse. That's just, they're doing it. I can just see a floppy haired Andy Ruther by the pool in Vegas being like, the Giants are going to get their shit kicked in by the fucking Patriots. And then 18 and one. Like, how long has this been going on? No, I was living in LA then. Okay. In 2007? Yeah. Okay. The funny part is so I was working. If, fuck, if, if, Eli fucking dipshit Manning beats the undefeated town. Right? I'll drink all the water in the Savage Town pool and then shove it up my ass. Yeah, I wasn't even in Savage Town at that point. <laughs> I was. You're I like, was. If it, if fuck if dopey fuck Eli man. I'll move to Venice Beach. <laughs> no, I was. I was living uh, off of uh, Rampart, off the 101, and I was a bellhop at Hotel Oceana. I wasn't. I hadn't I hadn't been upgraded enough to work in the restaurant, and I was a bellhop. I swear, to you, eighteen and no, they're gonna get blown. They, if it's even a game, I'll suck Brendan Fraser's dick the next time he comes in. <laughs> I'm just I, imagining I, the things young Andy Ruther said that that, that cursed us to win that no, Super Bowl. No, no, you you it wasn't even that. It just I was just like, oh, this should be because I. So it's funny thing is I had watched that game that they played him close I, in week seventeen with my brother and we were like, man, this is a good matchup. And we, I was in town because I was over Christmas, right? Christmas break it was yeah. around then. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Week 17. it was week 17 last thing. Yeah. yeah. So I remember watching with my brother and us being like, dude, this is a, this is a tough, this is a tough matchup for the uh, Patriots. So then when they played again, I actually wasn't doing one of those rants, but I remember it sucked because like, there wasn't like, it was like one of those, you know, like boutique high-end hotels. They didn't have a TV in the restaurant. So like, and I was a bellhop. So what they would do is they would give me a key and I'd go in rooms that weren't occupied and I could, my manager was cool. She'd be like, okay, watch for 10 minutes and then come out. So that game, the truth is I didn't get to watch most of it. And I just kept hearing the score. And I did see the, I did see the final stuff live. And I was, I was obviously in disbelief. I was like, holy shit. And, uh, I definitely wanted perfection. I wanted history. And it obviously didn't happen. Well, speaking of giants, I want to give you, I know you're not a big Mina Kimes fan, but uh, she threw out this one on Twitter yesterday. Obviously cup is wide receiver one Stafford completed 83% of his passes to Odell in the playoffs for 236 yards. If you think having a wide receiver two like that doesn't matter. Ask Green Bay. And I believe there was another tweet before that that just straight up, where she just straight up said, the Rams are not in the Super Bowl without Odell Beckham Jr. So, so we're going, we're going to Mina Kimes now, huh? No, I'm just kidding. Listen, I'm not, I, that, I don't follow Mina Kimes. Uh, that came across my desk because, you know, 
it was retweeted or something like that. And I was like, that is good. 83%. I mean, we're talking. That's a good again, stat. That's yeah. a good stat. I he agree. was huge He was. I agree. And was I was a yesterday. touchdown away from me, from me and my nephew, who's already going to be rich on this Bengals win, uh, cashing me and Mikey and Mikey Jr. cashing a ticket. We put in Rams money line parlayed with Odell over 100 yards. Ballsy, but he hit. Parlayed with any time touchdown. Oh, we were touchdown away. Hey, I was Which, rooting for him. Way, I texted way, they you. Should have gone to that fade early in the game. Sometimes I think, and I said this to Tug earlier today. Sometimes the easy answer. Sometimes I feel like these coaches just straight up outsmart themselves. And the easy answer is an easy answer for a reason. Kick that fucking field goal, Andy Reid. Go for that fourth and two, Shanahan. Throw that fade to Odell on the opening drive. That was that worked perfectly against Arizona. It's like don't outsmart yourselves. That's a, that's a major problem for guys like Sean McVay and Andy Reid. I mean, if you if you if you go back to that game, we're in the red zone. We did this exact drive two games ago. We threw a fade to Odell. He fucking mossed somebody. Now we're now we're going throwing into traffic over the middle in the red zone. Or if you go in the Kansas City Bengals game, dude, they're getting six seven yards every time they ran the ball. Yeah, they they finished with one hundred and thirty. Why are you not? They, they took out McKinnon for a while and they put in Edwards O'Leary. I said, McKinnon was just gashing them in the first yeah. half. Yep. What are you doing? And in the, in the game, they're still up and they're still competing. Like, and, and they're, they're clearly going with, they're dropping eight rushing three. It was like run the ball. Yeah. I don't get it. I'm just glad that it's Niners. I'm sorry that it's not Niners. Yeah. I did not want a Niners Bengals round three. Every Bengals fan wanted that because I know, I know, I know every Bengals fan is scared of the Rams. Yeah. And understandably so. Or at, at the very least, more scared of the Rams than they would be of the Niners. Yeah. Cause the Rams can put up points, even though the Niners kicked their ass this year, you know? Well, they went into overtime. They came back. Right. But they kind of manhandled them in that game. They did. I mean, it, it took a late comeback from the Bengals. I don't know. I mean, I'm leaning towards the Bengals, but then the other part of me is like, is this finally the game where Burrow gets sacked six times and you're like, shit, Rams win 27 to 10. You know what I'm saying? Where you're yeah. just like, well, it finally caught up. I don't know about the line. I don't know about, I, I know two bets I'm locked in on already. I, I kind of, I mean, it's still early. I'm not going to place these yet, but I'm, I, I think I like the Rams. I'm riding this one to six points. I can't believe they give you odds on it. Probably go Rams one to six points. Obviously sprinkling a ton of dough. I mean, I'm going to put a reckless amount of dough on an Odell Beckham first touchdown. I'm going to put a reckless amount. My my throw, not a reckless amount, but a little bit of my my playoff winnings on Odell MVP. You know, just in case he throws one and catches one and runs for one or something. If they go full Frank Gifford to really shove it to the Giants. Well, Joe, there's going to be a lot to talk about. And I know we, we just basically stuck with these games, but these games were so big. I think we save. I got, I got a fair amount for next episode. We got tons of stuff to get through uh, as far as the coaching stuff. Yeah. Well, I'll How do you weigh feel in. About that? I'll weigh because in now. I, what's up? I'll weigh in on my coaching move now because I have so many people have asked me about it. We'll okay. It Go ahead. Uh, I love it. I love that move. And, and the thing that sold me on it um, – Two things. One, I think 
real Go quick, ahead. while you do that, I'm just realizing, wow, this would be majorly bad. My computer's at 12%. You can, you can, how about you keep talking? I'm going to grab a plug. So I'm going to plug. That's the word. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like the day ball hire for two major reasons. One, a lot of people are already saying, oh, well, what's he supposed to do? Um, not say he loves Daniel Jones. And I, I obviously understand that that is a, um, that that would be the party line. But like he also, was brought in by uh, a former Buffalo executive. So it's like, they're going to be on the same page regardless. I don't believe that you're going to hire a GM and hire a coach from the same team. And then for some sort of ownership reason alone, or to protect the last GM, have them both say they like Daniel Jones. Um, and I think what we saw this weekend with uh these quarterbacks come playoff time i don't love it for regular season but come playoff time you need a quarterback who can take off at this point in the league so i love the idea of him developing daniel jones at least to the point of developing to see what they have um basically a situation where it's like either i get him to be great or he cannot be great um, but I like the idea that he he likes him from what he's seen. I also absolutely I think that his press conference today was a slam dunk. It seemed like he had everything that it takes to handle the New York media. And he did it in a way that was wildly different from. Obviously, the Joe Judge, Tom Coughlin types but also obviously wildly different from the Shermers and the McAdoo. I mean, the guy went out there and just hit a home run with the way he was handling questions from the New York media. So I love it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board. Let's go. I obviously missed last 60, 120 seconds, but I heard the end there. I, I agree. I think it's a good hire. I think he's a good coach and I think mean, you needed an offensive-minded coach. I don't know if you said this. I did. I mean, I said the two things I liked about him is that uh, he believes in Daniel Jones, and I believe he that that's real. I don't think it could possibly be forced with also bringing in his, you know, and a, a GM from the same team. You can't bring in a GM and a coach from the same team and then convince them to say they like the quarterback. And uh, I think that there's the way he handled the media today was a slam dunk and he, it just seems like he has a great personality fit for having to deal with, you know, obviously the most difficult sports media in the world. Yeah. And I'll be curious how a lot of these other hirings play out. Obviously, you know, we've had some other ones and uh, yeah. I mean, McDaniels Raiders is obviously big, big news. They're probably the headliner floor is not being anywhere. Kind of surprising. I don't, I don't understand that at all. The Flores. Like why no one's hired him yet. I mean, I think that there's a, a couple of things, obviously the, the reports that kind of came out post Miami that of the way of him getting along with people. But I, I imagine that he, you know, people can say, Hey, we, we saw that that wasn't great, but we still think you're a great coach and this, um, but also you look at a team like the Raiders, you look at a team like the Giants, 
those have to be offense first sure hires so i think it's going to be a matter of you know what's and, what's next and that's why the well, we might as well just go over them that's why the the bears hire is so confusing for me with uh Eberflus, who's the was the defensive coordinator you would think you have a young quarterback yeah Nag- but every but every team has a young quarterback right essentially almost like we're not Tom Brady's the last man standing. Ben Roethlisberger's gone. Like, who's, you know, who are we? Who are we like? Oh, we bring him in with this veteran. Like, who are we talking about here at this point? You know, Russ. Like, who's an old quarterback in the league at this point? So, I think I think the the only reason, and probably the the overwhelming reason why that hire makes sense or can be justified to make sense is like. If you look at the history of the Bears, that's how they win football games. Sure. And so that we're just gonna we're gonna stick with what's worked for us in the past. We just had the offensive guru here, and he was shit. And now we're gonna go back. Let's go defense again. And then the Broncos also go offense with Nathaniel Hackett, and everyone's saying, "Oh, you know, Green Bay, we're gonna get Rodgers." Right. right. If if Rodgers goes to the Broncos. The AFC West and also AFC in general quarterback situation is insane. Yeah. So that's the only thing about, I mean, I guess, I guess the idea you got to beat everybody at some point. Right. But just seems to me like if you're Rogers and you've got whatever, you have some sort of playoff inadequacy as compared to your regular seasons. Do you really want to go to some place where you might have to be a wild card team? Do you like that seems crazy to me? It seems crazy to me to join the AFC West. He only he won his only Super Bowl as a wild card, though. I understand that. But it's to me, it seems I would be like, really? This seems crazy to me. And and honestly, like, yeah, going to the AFC, but like going to the AFC, you don't have to play the Chiefs every year. It may be except in the playoffs. You don't have to play the whatever, you know, you don't have to play the, like the idea of signing up for two times against them, two times against Chargers and Herbert, two times, like, I mean, even the Raiders. Seems crazy to me, but I know there's all the talk of it. You know, everybody wants the next Brady Manning. I'll be curious if that plays out. Like, is that going to be Mahomes, Burrow? Is that going to be Allen Burrow or, you know, mix any of these guys, interchange them? I mean, they, yeah, it was, we're, we're a week removed from it's Allen Mahomes. We're a week removed from everybody. It's Allen Mahomes. And then Burrow goes and beats Mahomes. And it's like, it's Burrow. And it's like, it's crazy. I mean, the AFC is loaded with quarterback talent. Now, it's not so loaded where the mental illness that I've seen on the internet of people being like, if Rodgers leaves, is Kirk Cousins the best quarterback in the NFC? You are smoking your exhaust pipe. Anybody who's written that. Who wrote that? Multiple people. I want names. I can give you I can give you multiple names. I would have to dig, but I can give you multiple names. I mean, this has been a great year overall. As we head into the Super Bowl, I just want to remind everybody: this is this has been 
a great year. It's the first time two number four seeds have ever played each other. There, there's never been two teams with a number four seed or worse that have played. That's a fun stat that I saw. Yeah. So, so it's like the year of the unexpected, the unexpected happened. Two number four seats. Here's one of the here's one of the guys. Oh no, this is this is just a fan who's but yeah, I mean, this is a fan who said if Rogers goes to the AFC team and Tom Brady retires, Kirk Cousins has a strong argument for being the best quarterback in the NFC. Now is not the time for a rebuild in Minnesota. Well, I mean, that's insane. But then there was an that was that was a fan perspective. Then there was another guy that was like a like a like an analyst. Was it your guy Bleacher Report? No, I'm blocked by him, so I can't see any of his stuff. Yeah? Yeah. Who, Mike Freeman? Yeah. Yeah, Mike Freeman blocked me because I didn't say Cam Newton was like a 2021 MVP candidate. It's funny learning the people who blocked, like, I, you know who's blocked me? Ben Roethlisberger blocked me. Yeah, but he did that. I don't think he blocked me ever, but he did that. I he never tweeted it. At this point. I know, I know. It's it's like somebody who's running a social media is searching any rape jokes. Right. I found out some other like NFL guy had blocked me or like some other sports guy. I was like, what is this? About? I th- oh, oh, you know what it was? It was a Knicks guy. I was like, what? Why, why are Knicks guys blocking me? Because I don't love Carmelo Anthony because I didn't like Porzingis getting traded for the now defunct Julius Randle signing. There's a guy who just put out a Knicks book about the '90s Knicks. I was like, "How? I've never even, I've never even tweeted at you." Ah, <laughs> uh, good old Twitter. Well, Prano, yeah. it's been a fun one. I'm glad we got Randy Ruther on. I mean, Dirtballs. I forgot to say this. I gotta, I gotta say it now. This, this marks eight years. It was eight years ago. After the eight years, AFC NFC championship, the infamous Richard Sherman, Aaron Andrews interview. Tom Brady hadn't even started drinking the blood of children eight years ago. Yeah. It was right before the Seahawks first Super Bowl where they shocked the world and just beat the hell out of the Broncos. You think there's a possibility something like that could happen on either way? Just a, a a total ass beating. We're known like no one expected that game. Yeah, I just don't see. I think here's what I think the best the best chance of that. I think would be something similar to the game yesterday for the Bengals, like a slow start, young team, big stage, a slow start. A couple of scores. The game seems out of control, but I I have faith in that Bengals that Bengals team. If it was that kind of game, to at least make it respectable, I don't see anybody winning this game by 15, 17 points. Yeah, Super Bowls are crazy to predict, though, man. Yeah, like you just never know. I don't see that because of Burrow. Right, that's what I'm saying. He's just too calm and he's too relaxed back there. Andy, mm. we need to start talking about monetizing the root. Do me a favor. Can you just say that 
Brian Dable is not the answer for Daniel Jones and Daniel Jones will never be shit in this league. Well, no, again, you know, you know this. The for Ruther, me, Andy. The, the Ruther curse has to be genuine. That's the thing. Like, I have to genuinely say they'll never win a playoff game as long as Mike Brown's alive. I genuinely have to say there's no way a team blows this lead. I genuinely have to put out a video that Kobe Bryant is clearly not a top 10 Genuinely have to say Odell Beckham's going to go in and start shitting in lockers. I didn't say that. Tear the Rams apart from the inside out. I didn't say that. I just said I wouldn't have signed him. But this is why I'm sitting in a basement and I'm not a GM. (laughs) You know, that's like I can be honest about it. That's that's why I'm doing that. So I'm wearing a Skank Hunt 42 (laughs) Rams jersey. Dude, I forgot that I used to wear this everywhere. I have pictures of me in the Grand Canyon wearing the Skank Hunt 42 jersey. I have pictures of me at the spot where JFK was shot in Dallas. I used to bring this everywhere with me. Just obsessed. All it took was them getting back to the Super Bowl for you to remember you owned Rams gear. No, I, I've, I've worn this hat a fair amount. <laughs> See, you think you think you think because the Odell thing that I've just like hate, like I feel like you feel when the Rams are on since they signed Odell and I'm just like, fuck the Rams and I'm rooting against them. No, I just I feel like, you know, I feel like they're just swimming in a pool of the Bucks and the Chargers and the Seahawks and the Patriots with your other like low key teams, you know, but all those aren't my low key teams. It was like it was it was almost, a, you know, when we had the Tom Brady uh retirement talk i was like i feel bad for you know ruth or like his boys retiring i feel bad for some of the other pats fans out of maddie goldberg jonesy jay lloyd you know who's come around to be a, a Bengals fan as well with the moving of tom brady wait jay lloyd jay lloyd was a low-key pats fan there for a couple of years as well oh it was i keep my eye on when guys throw their throw their uh you know Throw their support behind Tom Brady and his cheating ways. There's not, there's not, there's not this low key support. Like I respect great players. I like Brady. I like Mahomes. I like Rogers. I like Burrow. I like Josh Allen. I like good players, man. Guys who bring it. Now you like Odell again. He's playing well. Playing great. Get that. Let's get that MVP action. I need. I need McVay to call a pa- uh, Odell pass in the Super Bowl. The truth is, I think he is going to have to play well because the Bengals, the Bengals are deeper wide receiver. They just are. The Bengals three. I mean, Boyd has caught a thousand yards in a season, and he's like almost forgotten about. Higgins caught eleven hundred yards this year. We all know what Chase can do. I'm just saying, like, and if. Uh, CJ Uzama comes back and they said he might when I mean, the Bengals are deep yeah. at that position. I mean, dude, to me, this is the most win-win Super Bowl that I can remember in a long time from, from the, from a casual fan standpoint for somebody who doesn't root for the Rams and doesn't root for the Bengals. There's not a storyline on either side of this field where you're like, I'm not a fan of either of these teams, but fuck this team. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Like, what? When's the last time? Well, I think I think the the whole country is rooting for the Bengals because it's L.A. and the Bengals are a great underdog story, and they won four games last year. You know, they they'd have the worst they they'd have the worst odds to win a Super Bowl since the '99. 
But like, my point is, is like, Rams. I, I don't feel like, let's say you're a, uh, uh, like pick a random team. Let's say you're a Bears fan. Is there really anything about either of these teams winning? You're like, well, that really bothers me. You know, I think yeah. any Brady Super Bowl bothered people. I think any, you know, I think you got like Ravens, Niners, Super Bowl, like, no, you know, teams that are like in the AFC, NFC West are like, fuck the goddamn 49ers, you know? You're right. and, and then you have people who don't like Ray Rice and Ray, uh, you know, uh, what the fuck? Why am I Ray Lewis? I was like, um, Ray Rice. Oh, well, Ray yeah. Rice, because, you know, there was a there was yeah. a punching of the face of. Somebody. Yeah. At least they didn't give a statue of him after he murdered two people. I mean, I, I almost want to say like Saints Colts. Is that the last like kind of like good for whoever wins this one? Breeze versus Manning. I'm tr- I'm trying to think. Is it was there another one? I mean. I mean, we talked about we talked about the that Broncos Seahawks game that kicked off the dirty sports podcast. There are a lot of people who are like, yo, fuck Richard Sherman. After that, there are a lot of people who dove, dove in and loved him as well. But you know what I mean? I'm kind of like, this is the most win-win Super Bowl I can remember in a long time. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it's going to be, it's going to be, like, a I'll be fun. rooting for the Rams, but I w- won't be upset at all. If the Bengals win. Well, I have learned, uh, you know, I've learned I got to take my lumps if, if I lose another bet. I mean, this is not a fun one. But I will say, if the Bengals don't win, I'm really back in a decent position. Not, not that the Bengals can't get back there, but, like, winning Super Bowls is hard. Right. And keeping that same exact coach for the next. This, this is how I'm playing it out of my head. The Bengals lose if, if they lose. Now Zach Taylor has the longest leash. You you think they kept Marvin around a long time? Oh yeah, dude, Marvin never won a playoff game. Right. Zach Taylor could go, you know, zero and fifty-one his next three years. Had to do the math on that real quick, by the yeah. way. And the Browns would definitely hire him after that. They're like, we'll bring you in, Hugh Jackson, your offensive coordinator. You guys are both. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's looking it's looking pretty good for them in that division. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Eight years, dirt balls. We did it. It's pretty amazing. Much love to everybody who started way back when and is here now. I was gonna do it, but I didn't. I want to listen to that first episode. Definitely cancelable. I know that much. I know my voice is deepened. I was like, hey guys, it's Andy Ruther. Welcome to Dirty Sports. Like, welcome I mean- to Dickie Sherm Super Bowl party. I made a lot of, uh, I don't even remember the very beginning of the show. I made a lot of like Italian jokes that were just like <laughs> blasphemous. Do you remember me? that? At yeah. Me? No. Yeah. Like to start the episode, the first episode, I was like, my mustachioed, <laughs> like, like, you're like was, my mustachioed WAP friend. Yeah. Like I was making a lot of, and you were like, whoa, dude, first episode, <laughs> you're just like belittling me and like being racist against Italians. I don't know what I was doing. Cause I remember you being like, you know, can you help me set up this show? And then you're like, you just want to co-host it with me. And then I was like, was this all a secret plan to just trash my Italian heritage when I got here? Is this no. even a podcast? No. 
No, I like, come over. I want to tra- I want to trash <laughs> Italian people. Well, I throw pizzas out my window. Yeah. No, I, I was I, I you asked you to co-host. I didn't ask you to help show me stuff without co-hosting. Come on. I remember that first episode. I was obsessed. Yeah. I bought a Richard Sherman jersey after they won <laughs> the NFC championship. Like, this guy's insane. I love this guy. Dude, if he did that in 2022. The amount of like the patriarchy is overtaking a female report. Don't yeah. you think? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Dickie Sherman would have gotten canceled, too. 100%. Well, much love to all the dirt balls for all the support these years. How was Canada? Was it good? Canada was great. Maybe next episode I'll come back with a Vancouver review. You know, we like we do a lot of stadium reviews, nacho reviews, whatever. I actually have a, uh, a it's not a hot vancouver take but i got i got a review i actually was you know outside the city in new westminster but i learned a lot about traveling around vancouver and house of comedy in vancouver was awesome a uh, shout out to them shout out to the dirt balls who came uh david and big t dobbs and malcolm and all the dirt balls who came and i'll, I'll just repeat once again before i get to plugs dirt balls if you come to a show say hello <laughs> though yeah. nothing weirder than getting the dm after being like great show I'm, I'm back home. Like, say what's up eight years. That's the best part of having dirt balls come out. So, uh, it was great. You'll have an opportunity if you're in the Midwest, Chicago and Milwaukee coming up in a couple of weeks with Eddie Ift, San Luis Obispo comedy festival. After that, um, some San Diego shows coming up again and, uh, more to come Colorado, I think in April with Eddie, so uh, JoePrano.com and at JoePrano on all social media, except for Twitter at Fix Your Life. Oh, you guys can DM me mean things at Andy Ruther. Oh, those are funny when I get like a fuck you, Ruther. <laughs> guys, the old me is responding. The new me just literally deletes it. Like, like, cool. You're mad at me. That's not how I would celebrate my team winning. But like, if you want to send me DMs that are say mean things, have at it. I, uh, I'm not going to respond. And if you're going to call me, some people have done that and left voicemails who I know I'm not listening to them. I'm just deleting them. Ain't nobody got time for that. But if you want to leave us a DM personally, it's at the dirty sports on Twitter and Instagram. So once again, eight years, it's been fun. Thank you guys. And, uh, hopefully we get eight more and, uh, hopefully the Bengals don't want a Super Bowl in that period. So I, I can save a few bucks. And now the saddest two weeks in sports. Until the Super Bowl. Yeah. That that post that that pre-Super Bowl couple weeks and then that post-Super Bowl couple weeks. Oh no, I think I think we'll have stuff to talk about. I'm not oh, yeah. I'm not too we have, worried. We have plenty of stuff to talk about. But the big news, real quick, in Cincinnati is like there's a huge debate going on about school being off Monday in a lot of schools. Post Super Bowl Monday? I'm all for it. I mean, kind of win or lose. Is that what they're discussing? No, they're like discussing it. Yeah. Ahead of, yeah. I'm sorry. Win right. or lose Super ahead of time. Lose. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I think, you know, that's definitely throwing your city support behind your team. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, what was the headline? Oh, they did. Cincinnati public schools cancel school on Super Bowl Monday. Will other wow. districts follow? Wow. Ballsy. I like it. 
I mean, teachers never work anyway, but hey, that's a whole other discussion. Oh, shots fired. Teachers never work on Super Bowl Monday or just in general? In general. COVID has been the best thing ever for teachers. Just like, I'm not working. Like, it doesn't matter the level. It's like, I I, I, cho- I chose to give up teaching at a wrong time. I should have gone back in. Hey, well, I'm just going to do a Zoom video and make money. But anyway, that's a whole other discussion, Joe Prano. Not going to go there, but I already did. But you did, yeah. Um, uh, and, and for the record, I'm not going to go there on, on how I feel about Eagles fans today. Just not going to go there. <laughs> I mean, I called you Nazis, but not gonna, I'm not going to dive into it too much. Now I'm going to get teachers DMing me. Fuck you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, I can say that. It's like a black guy saying the N-word. I can say it because I'm a former teacher. That, right? Is that very... I guess. Well, I Is that very you, are you saying you're proving your own point because you were also like, fuck this. I'm not teaching anymore. <laughs> you're like teachers are fucking lazy fucks. They'll just quit and move to the beach. Just like I did. Exactly. All right. It's been fun again. Thank you guys for all the support. And as always stay dirty. <laughs>